Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ramkumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Megan Driscoll, senior technical writer at HubSpot. Megan has been writing since 2008 and been writing for HubSpot for almost 3 years after spending 2 earlier years in support. Welcome Megan to Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Super super. So let's get started now. So just to bring everything into context, I'm sure all our, our audiences will know what is HubSpot, but just ex- um, help us understand a little bit more about yourself Megan. and um uh, you can also talk about hubspot if you want to add to the context sure well in case anyone isn't familiar hubspot is a software platform for businesses it's built around a free crm tool and we have a suite of marketing tools sales tools and customer service tools as well as a cms um i personally before i got into technical writing i was doing international student advising so working with a large audience on visa immigration requirements um so that was a way that i kind of got a bit of a start in a technical type of writing for a broad audience um i moved into customer support because i was always very interested in software and tech and i was curious to get into more of a startup atmosphere as opposed to the higher ed atmosphere that i was familiar with and i spent about as you mentioned 2 years working in customer support and during that time i found i was always highly motivated to find a way to sort of streamline answers that i found were coming up for common questions and share those resources with support so it became sort of a natural transition to look for technical writing as a way to do that at scale great so you did mention uh, very briefly how you got into documentation but how did this uh, i mean with hubspot but how did this all originally start so how did you uh get your passion towards documentation so when i was working in higher ed i i earned my master's degree in international affairs and during that time i took a course on educational technology and i was very fascinated about how you could reach a wide audience and and people could learn at scale with just a very fine tuned set of curriculum and and tools So I always had that interest in the back of my mind when I shifted into tech the customer support opportunity was just a good way for me to make that transition and shifting my career from higher ed into tech um but writing has always been a passion of mine as you mentioned I had been doing some writing roles both public relations and and website marketing um in the the consulting industry as well as in the visual arts industry I worked in PR for some art galleries and also some international arts programs for my first couple of years out of college so writing has always been something that I've been passionate about 
Great. So uh, based on your experience, what is your documentation process and who do you normally get involved in this process? So we work with uh, almost everyone throughout the product team and the marketing team. When I first joined the team about two years ago, we were four writers and, and we've grown quite a bit as the product has grown. So initially we would triage all requests or all new product updates as a group and we would just work through it as one unit. And over the last two years, we have become more embedded into individual product teams at HubSpot. So now we'll meet somewhat regularly with our product managers, our product designers, and our product marketing managers as well, so that we're staying aligned about what product updates are coming out and also the sort of how and why those new features are being developed so that we understand the full context. So we manage all of our product rollout centrally, and then we have internal notifications that go out to HubSpot employees about these updates as well. Okay, great, great. So what are the important factors you consider when creating documentation for your SaaS solution? I would say the number one most important factor is our customers themselves. And one way that we get a good pulse on that is to stay in touch with our customer support specialists and our customer success managers. They speak to our customers every single day, so they know our customers best. Um, So we keep an eye on where we're seeing high volume of support tickets, and we'll use that to sort of inform where we need to be focusing our documentation efforts. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, I'm sure uh, you being in the customer support yourself, uh, you know how important documentation is when it oh. comes to serving your customers, right? Very good. Sure. So that's my next question. So what role does documentation have in your customer service or success strategy? Well, for all new hires that join the customer support team or any aspect of the customer success team, we will give them a, a brief training during their onboarding to show them the different resources that we have. Um, We also have a customer onboarding team. If if customers elect to have a paid onboarding service, they'll move through some projects which organize different resources from our HubSpot Academy and the HubSpot Knowledge Base to help them learn the tools with some guidance. Um, In addition to that, we work pretty closely with our community team. So this space where we have both our our non-paying users and partners that work with HubSpot and paying customers all interacting together. So we try to create sort of an ecosystem where customers can find which resource type they need for their situation. Fantastic. So uh, having such a shined process, uh, how, what kind of reduction in workload have you noticed uh, since introducing quality documentation? So that is a challenge for us to measure because HubSpot has grown so quickly over the last several years. So we've scaled our documentation efforts, but at the same time, we're growing our customers. So we're always seeing growth there. So one area that can be really satisfying to see improvements, it may be difficult to calculate the impact, but when we see a process within the product, which was formerly very painful or lengthy to document, when we see new features that are released, which sort of solve those problems and make them quite streamlined, that I think is the most satisfying way that we see the impact that documentation can have for our customers and for our support team as well. Great. So, um, so how often do you update your documents, Megan? We are constantly collecting feedback, uh, both internally and from people on the front lines working with customers and also from our product team. So we have sort of two streams of our work. We have the internal feedback where maybe a customer support specialist or a customer success manager might identify a problem in a document that needs to be addressed 
or we might be getting feedback from our product teams directly about new features that are being released. And our product team works really fast. So we are quite literally releasing, releasing features all the time. So it's, it's difficult to say, but we are, we're constantly working every day to update our documentation. Um, it's just a matter of, of which stream that it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you did mention that HubSpot has got various um, uh, divisions or departments or product lines. So how do you measure the quality of your documentation again for these departments? So we have a, a feedback mechanism on our articles, just asking whether or not the article was helpful. Um, relative to the number of page views that we get, the engagement with that feedback mechanism is not very high. It's, it's pretty industry standard, hovering around 1%. Um, so something that we've started to do recently is some internal research as well. So we've conducted internal survey and follow-up interviews with all of our customer-facing teams, including both sales team, customer support, uh, customer success, and all of those consultants working through the onboarding process to get a pulse of which areas in the product the customers are feeling the most pain for self-serving on their own. And then also what aspects of the documentation are helpful and which aspects of the documentation are challenging. So we've implemented that quite recently, but we'll be doing that every single year to evaluate sort of how effective the documentation is and what we should be focusing on to improve each year. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So, um, um, so uh, are these documentation internal or external or some of them internal, some of them external? All the documentation that we write is for an uh, external audience, but it's mm-hmm. used quite often by our customer-facing teams as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, are you generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base at the moment? Oh, yes. Uh, more than half of the traffic to our documentation is, is from Google. Um, so we, we see quite high volume. We get quite a high volume of traffic. And when we do um, you know, conduct a Google search for uh, the topic that we're writing about, typically we see our knowledge-based documentation at the top of our Google search results as well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So um, have you noticed any particular category or article giving you more uh, traffic uh, when compared to the others? Well, our, our free CRM tool is used by a really large population. Mm-hmm. So the documentation for the CRM and also the connected email tool that we have, which allows you to manage your customer relationships directly in the app and send your emails there, track interactions, those, uh, those documents have the highest page views. By oh, super. Thank yeah. you. So um, when we asked you about any specific topic you want to um, talk or um, uh, um, discuss with our audience, you didn't mention that content research. So can you elaborate a little bit more on the topic, Megan? Sure. So over the last year, we've started to do a bit more user research, both with our UX research team and also that internal research, which I mentioned earlier, sort of triangulating the two. Um, So this past summer, I worked pretty closely with our navigation team. They were doing some research to improve the navigation menu within HubSpot's tool. And I worked alongside them to do some customer interviews on how they're using both our resources and navigating around on their own. So we understand a little bit more clearly what their goals are, how they're prioritizing and thinking about using the tools together. And that's been really helpful for us to sort of apply that structure to our articles as well so that we're having consistency in how the topics are grouped together and how users can navigate through our content. Um, We found that 
this was really, really helpful to hear directly from the customers, but we have a pretty global customer base and it's challenging to really get statistically significant data from a small subset of users. So that was why we started to do that internal research I mentioned earlier, because reaching out to all our global teams internally at HubSpot could start to get a clearer picture of the global customer experience as well. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, UX uh, um, area. That's nice. So let's move on to the rapid fire round. Uh, who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? So this was this is a challenging question because all the technical writers on my team were, were self-taught from, from the support team up into the technical writing team. But my, my UX research mentor, uh, who has a specialty in information architecture, is Daryl Penta. He was a UX researcher here at HubSpot for uh, about the last year, and he's now working out at Google. Um, but he, he helped me a lot both in listening to my intuition and then sort of helping me reach out to the right people at HubSpot to help refine the research methods that I was working on and sort of spread the impact of my effort to other teams that would be interested in the results. Nice. I know a lot of people struggle to answer that question because they might have come across many people um, whom they want to mention, but uh, they want to keep it very small as well, that list. (laughs) I know. I would say even every individual on my team teaches me as well every day because we have pretty diverse backgrounds and a diverse team that I work with. Uh, Yeah, true, true. So can you share a documentation-related resource you have consumed recently? Yeah, so we we attended the the Write the Docs conference last year, and I I really like keeping up with the newsletter they put out every month. I think they share some pretty good resources there. Um, a book that I also read quite recently that a teammate of mine sort of read and did a little bit of a book club together on was that every page is page one, and I really enjoy that book because it puts it really boils down the basics in a very clear, understandable way, and I always sort of have those main takeaways from the book sort of in my mind as I'm working on documentation day to day. Fantastic. So what's that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? I would say to that no question is a bad question there. <laughs> I think when I first started, when I was brand new to tech, you can be intimidated from working with software engineers and product managers And over time, I've come to learn that every question that I've asked has always really pushed the conversation forward in a good way. And the teams are grateful to hear the questions. So just to be more fearless in in asking questions and being vulnerable if you don't understand something. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So continue exploring is what you're saying. (laughs) Sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Super. So before we say bye to our audience, Megan, any other points or tips you would like to share with us today? Um, I would say uh, kind of the same thing I mentioned earlier to never really stop learning. I found over the course of doing the internal research that I've done at HubSpot, I reached out to a lot of different teams that I wouldn't have normally been interacting with, including our localization team and our marketing team. And it gave me a much broader, a much broader understanding of the impact our documentation has throughout the business. So I would say to just not underestimate the impact that documentation has throughout other departments at your company. Nice, nice. So thank you, Megan, once again, for your uh, time that you spent with us today. It was an amazing uh, experience to share. And uh, uh, of course, uh, you have given lots of tips and um, the main, po- main, main point to our um, 
youngsters who would like to take documentation as their uh, career. Um, so take care and uh, stay safe. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.